Welcome to the Lewis Jonker Podcast. Lewis is a speaker, storyteller, preacher and poet. Hope you get something out of this talk. My sermon tonight is called Dominoes. Thank you, Dylan, for the golf clap. It will hopefully be good. I accidentally made a mistake with my sermon slides where I lost half of them, so I was frantically trying to recreate them before the service. So I'm hoping that that was God's plan all along. And wherever we end up tonight is where we're meant to end up. Dominoes. Here's a story from a Reddit thread. A man learns to play guitar. And that man lived in France. And he decided, because he was a musician, that he needed to make some extra cash. So he decided that he would go busking. And one day he went to busk and the guy set up and he played a couple of songs and was doing pretty well and making a decent amount of money until he played the song, The Scientist. Anyone know that song by Coldplay? Yep. How's that one go? Is it? So he's playing The Scientist because he learnt that song because he's a Coldplay fan because at some point in time, the members of the band Coldplay were born. That's all represented in this domino. and he's playing the scientist and he's making lots of money busking and at the same time two strings break two strings now I've been up on playing in worship teams and I've had a single string break but never two strings two strings break as he plays the scientist He's massively gutted and he decides to cut any losses early and he stormed off home angry in a bit of a sulk, having to restring his guitar and cutting short was essentially one of the most productive days of busking since moving to France. Two strings break, goes off home, sulking, angry, I could have made lots of money today. Oh no. You get the point, just pretend. <laughs> just pretend from this point. <laughs> just pretend from this point. I'll start a new line. Goes home sulking. Cut short. And he's freaking out. And it happened to be Bastille Day in 2016. And right where he was playing to a crowd of lots and lots of people, about 20 minutes after he sulks off home because he has to restring his guitar. A truck runs into that crowd, killing 86 people right through where he was playing his guitar. This story is from a Reddit thread. It's not necessarily Christian or anything like that. But something happened that day where a series of events starting with a man learning to play guitar, playing a song The Scientist, two guitar strings breaking, running off home sulking because he can't make any more money and escaping death. Something happened that day. I don't know what it was, but something happened. In life, lots of things happen. For example, you can be born the first time you stand, the first time you fall after standing, 
sleep. This one is a recurring one for me. Then, you throw, then there's tantrums. Then there's your first word. Then there's your first swear word. For some of you, it was the same, that's the same domino. <laughs> the first time, a sip of coffee thinking it's disgusting, that was me. Then you drink coffee with sugar. Then you get rid of the sugar and drink coffee like a man. It's all woman. <laughs> ah, then your first kiss and your first breakup, your first loss. Saying you too after someone says enjoy your meal at the KFC drive-thru. I don't know if that's happened to everyone, but it's certainly happened to me. Pushing on a pull door, saying what three times and still having no idea what they said. <laughs> the, the laughter means that's not only me, so I'm quite happy with that. So, uh, um, you give up and then you're just like, yep. And they're like, why are you nodding to that? It's like, oh, it's more loss, war, eating pancakes, and then death, which matches the first one, born in some weird way. Lots of things in life happen. And going through some of these things, even some of the hard ones, some well-meaning person might approach you and say something along the lines of a real cliche line, something like, everything happens for a reason. And part of you feels like punching them in the face. (laughs) I've been through loss, pain, hurt, all these different things, a breakup. And you're telling me everything happens for a reason? War, everything happens for a reason. Loss, everything happens for a reason. Death, everything happens for a reason. What? There's a tension there, isn't there? Because in some sense, as Christians, we believe that God has everything in control. But it certainly doesn't seem that way when the dominoes fall. And perhaps we like to celebrate God when we, uh, what's some good things, when we, when, we, when we eat pancakes, we thank God for our meal. And when we start drinking coffee like a man, we thank God that he's waking us up in the morning after a good night's sleep. But some of the other ones, what are you doing, God? And we say things like everything happens for a reason. We've been going through the book of Ruth and uh, oh, I've enjoyed hearing about John and Johnny's sermons uh, because they've been amazing and um, they've done them in different ways. Johnny's really gone through uh, the books and the chapters and sort of commentated on each one. Now, I'm not going to go through chapter four line by line, but I am going to give us a recap of everything that we've talked about today and I'm going to just pull out some key lines as we go, but let's talk about Ruth and everything we've learned so far. The dominoes. I'm not going to line them up because the first time that was a failure. I bought these from Kmart at Base Warehouse. They were thicker. I made a mistake. A decision was made. The dominoes fell. There was a famine in Judah. A domino fell. There was a famine in the land of Judah. And because there was a famine in the land of Judah, a family decides that they're going to move to a foreign land, a land called Moab, because they have food. So we're going to have to move to Moab. So it's a husband, wife, and two sons, and they move to Moab to try and eat. The sons get married, and then all the men die. So the husband and the sons, they die, leaving three widows. Sad. The dominoes fall. 
Then they hear, because without the men in their household, the women are sort of going hungry because they live in this society where it's like the men are the, the breadwinners in a literal sense. And so they decide, they hear that there's food in Judah again. So the famine is over and they decide they're gonna go back to Judah. But when they go back, the Naomi, the, the, the elder woman, says to her daughter-in-laws who married the sons that passed away, he, she says to them, oh, you know, you don't have to come back with me. Go back to your homeland. Stay with your actual family. They'll provide for you. I can't provide for you. My husband's dead. I can't provide for you. Your husband's dead. Go back to your family. They'll provide for you. Go back to your family. And one of the women goes back to their family. But Ruth, one of the daughter-in-laws, decides, no, I wanna stay with Naomi. A decision was made. Small decision. Then Naomi and Ruth, I assume, are like, we're hungry. And so there's this thing where they can go pick up leftover grain on the side of the road near farmers' houses. I didn't, I, I, forgive me, I was away and I didn't listen to the podcast. But some context here is something like, are the farmers sort of told they sort of should leave some grain for the poor people? Johnny's nodding. I'm a theologian after all. <laughs> Johnny's nodding. And so Ruth goes to walk alongside a field and decides to pick up some of the leftover grain, which the farmers sort of in, in, sort of in, you know, they sort of have to leave that behind. It's like a thing they do for the poor. It's like their version of giving to a charity. They leave some grain behind. So Ruth goes to find grain. And an old farmer notices Ruth. Exactly. Bless you. <laughs> old man, creepy. <laughs> notices Ruth. And then that man is named Boaz and he shows favour to her. So he's like, you know what, keep coming back to my field. This is a safe field. I'll leave some extra grain for you. In fact, um, you know, I'll give you some extra food on top. I'll look after you. You know, it's a dangerous world. I don't want you going out to random fields. Stay at this field. We'll look after you. So Boaz shows favour to Ruth. Then Ruth takes a risk and makes the first move. Uh, Johnny essentially preached on that this morning. But we did it in Bible study and one of our Bible study people had an iPad and decided they'd draw a picture of what this looked like. Keep them warm and marriage will form. <laughs> she essentially puts on her best clothes, sneaks up on this dude. Um, the the mother-in-law says, oh, uncover his feet, lie down on his feet, keep him warm, he'll wake up, see a beautiful person. It was essentially a marriage proposal. Thank God the kids have left the room. <laughs> uh, so this is, this is what happens when um, Ruth... <laughs> Ruth makes the first move. Wish more women would make the first move. Would help me out. <laughs> uh, so Ruth takes a risk and makes the first move. And it was very dangerous. Listen to Johnny's podcast on this. It was very dangerous. I mean, she could have gone into this situation and Boaz could have turned around, like woken up with a woman there. He could have taken advantage of her. He could have abused her. He could have done anything he wanted. He could have slept with her and then left. He could have and not married her. He could have done anything. Could have done it. it was dangerous making the first move. So she took a risk. The dominoes fell. She made a decision. The dominoes fell. But Boaz is honourable. And he says, you know what? I'll marry you and look after you so long as we check with uh, <laughs> another closer relative on Naomi's side of the family. So, because what happens in that culture is like if your husband dies, your brother can marry you 
his brother. Thank you. The dominoes are falling. His brother can marry you to look after you. It's like this idea of like, it's like, I don't know, if, if I die, my brother's gonna look after you and marry you and take you into his family to feed you. Um, and so it's like, who's the next closest family member? And Boaz was like a close family member. They call them like guardian redeemers. Like I'm going to look after the widow of the passed away, uh, the cl- next closest family member. But Boaz says there's actually a closer family member to you. Uh, and so we're gonna ask him if he would like to marry you. And if he says no, then I will marry you. But I'm a lot older than you and there's younger people and there's, a, there's someone closer, so let's ask him first. And that guy essentially says, he says no to Ruth, but essentially he says, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to, to do this. And you'll have to listen to Johnny's sermon, but essentially he's like, but I don't wanna take any of the risk. So I'm gonna say no. Because if I take the risk and do this, it's gonna cause me a lot of debt. It could cause me, it could um, stuff up all like my um, inheritance for my children that I've already got. So I'm not gonna take this risk. So the first guardian redeemer says no. And then Boaz decides, then I will be your guardian redeemer. And Boaz marries Ruth. And now Ruth can be provided for and so can her mum, mother-in-law, Naomi. Ruth has a child, which can happen after you get married. And they all praise the Lord. And then somewhere along the way, the dominoes line up. And that baby is the great, 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 don't listen to how many, don't count, because this is not a theological statement. Great, 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 great. I'm waiting for Johnny to nod and great, great. Are you counting, Johnny? Great, great. A thousand years. Ancestor of Jesus. And so the dominoes fall. At the beginning of this story, we, we have famine, terrible, famine, bad. We have the death of men and loved ones. Now, obviously, in this society, it was very transactional, but it doesn't mean there couldn't have been love. It would have been, it would have been not only are you losing someone like the one, but you're losing like all your provisions. You could starve. All of these terrible things happen at the beginning of the story. And at the beginning of the story, Naomi says these words. She changes her name to make a a point here, a dramatic point, but you'll have to listen to John's sermon to understand. The Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? Which means, Pastor John? Full. Why call me full? Why call me pleasant? Why call me happy? Call me Mara, which means, sorry, Pastor John? Bitter. Bitter. Don't call me pleasant and full and not. Call me bitter. Call me Mara. The Lord has afflicted me. The Lord has brought misfortune upon me. That's the beginning of the story in chapter one. 
then all these dominoes fall. All this weird, crazy story. And at the end, we read these scriptures. Praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian, redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. The story started with an unbelievable amount of pain. And the story ends when the dominoes fall with praise. And this is the arc of Ruth. This story where weird things happen. Listen to the, like weird. Like all that stuff with like Ruth lying on his feet and weird. And some of it by chance, she could have walked past any field and she happens to walk past Boaz's field. She happens to pick up Boaz's grain and Boaz just happens to notice her and says to one of his friends, who's that? And he decides out of the goodness of his heart to look after her. He doesn't think he has a chance, he's old, he's not like, I shouldn't make uh, definitive statements. But you could assume he's not really trying to like coerce her into marrying him. In fact, she makes the first move weird in that, and all these weird things happen in the story, the dominoes fall. And somehow, all of this pain is turned into praise. If there was no famine, there was no death. It's possible that Jesus might not have been born because this child was an ancestor of David and Jesus had to come from the line of David. You almost could say everything happens for a reason. We all have a story. Let's see if any of you remember any of mine because I repeated in every... What happened at the beginning of my life, Tonk? What's something you remember from my childhood? Dylan, you can cut in. I was born. You took the easy answer. Dylan, do you remember anything? I used to run, yeah. When I grew up in high school, I used to run. I used to run on that field. I used to pray to God. The trees would flutter. Good memory. Anyone else remember anything about my early years before I moved to the Central Coast? Yes. Laid down on the trampoline, sung worship songs. Yes, I did, Henry. You're, a worship, you're on the worship team. Of course you'd remember that story. What sort of a church did I attend? Can anyone tell me? Lutheran. Anyone remember the town I was born in? Biloela, I'll put it here. Anyone remember at what age I moved to the Central Coast? <laughs> He's good. 17, 18, close enough. Two months before I turned 18, essentially 18, good, good enough. Anyone remember when I first moved to the Central Coast, what sort of church did I attend? Pentecostal. I haven't heard someone say impact, good memory. It was called Coast Life when I moved here. Anyone remember part of my journey when I joined that church? I cleaned, I did, I cleaned off David Moore. Gold star. <laughs> Signed up for Bible college. Went through an unbelievable amount of pain. Not to blame that church, but some systems include forms of spiritual abuse and it was somewhat the most painful time of my life to realize I had to leave all my community, all my friends. 
pain. Did spoken word poetry and I met Will Small because he is also a poet. Will Small worked here as the young adult pastor. He said, try Narara. He used to go, you get the idea. He said, try Narara. And I went to a cafe every Monday morning to read my Bible, Glee Cafe in Erina Heights. Benj Gould, the previous youth pastor, lived above that shopping complex in a little unit. He walked past one Monday. I told him everything I was going through because we sort of, I sort of knew him and he knew I knew Will Small. He said, well, I'm thinking of planning a church. You're the kind of person Narara might need. You should come check it out. Then started attending our youth ministry. <laughs> I write a cracker resume. <laughs> God is humbling me. <laughs> I wrote a resume. <laughs> I wrote a bad resume. <laughs> God said, don't be so down on yourself. And I get a job. And through all that pain, my, my upbringing in a small country town, I tell you what, that was painful. The, the, the form of spiritual abuse I went through in this other church, that was painful. But if it didn't happen, I would not be here. And praise be to God, because I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. If you think that God cannot use your story, if you think that God cannot use your pain, that is not humility. That is pride. If you think God is not powerful enough, if you can't acknowledge that God is not powerful enough to use your story, to use the things you've been through, that's not humility, that's pride. God's a lot more powerful than you think. If I was to sit back and say, I've been through this and I've been through that and I've been through this pain and I've done this thing wrong and no one will ever love me and it's just not gonna work out and I shouldn't be a minister, God would be up there saying, don't you know who I am? Don't you know I am in control? And I'm preaching to myself because sometimes I sit back and I think, I'm not good enough. God couldn't use me. In my past, there was some bad stuff. In my past, there was some pain. What if that pain rears its head in negative ways? God says, God says, I can turn your pain into praise. Everything happens for a reason. In Romans, it says this. Romans 8, 28. I love this, I'm in the ESV. It says... And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And in some sense, there's some context behind that verse. And in some sense, it's talking to a very specific group of people, the Romans. 
but I believe this to be true of us and I believe it to be true of you. I wanna try to get this next bit done in five minutes. And as a timer, Caleb or Sam, could you please play the five minute emotive pad? And I need some volunteers, Dylan. Everyone gets a domino. Everyone on your side of the room. Who will I pick on on this side? Someone on this side needs to give, make sure everyone gets a domino, just hand them out, pass them. Oh, thank you, Brooklyn. Wow. If you weren't born, I wouldn't have anyone to hand out the dominoes. Here for a purpose and a reason, to hand out the dominoes and so much more. Excellent. Oh, take one, pass it on. That works smarter, not harder. Yes. You're the kind of people we need in leadership, Brooklyn, people that work smarter, not harder. Yes. Excellent. We all go through a lot. The dominoes fall in every direction. For the year 12s, <laughs> you're stuck out in school this long and this week the dominoes are about to fall. <laughs> exam, exam, exam. Some of the exams you'll be happy with your mark. Some of the exams you won't be. That's the nature of it. I said in my high school, oh, thank you. I said in my high school, we didn't, in Queensland, we don't have HSCs, we have OPs. And I did not get an, I got an OP 14. It's between zero and 25. 25 is the, 25 is the worst, not the best. And my sister got like a nine. And uh, that's just the way the dominoes fell. But it's okay. Because you only need to pass to be a pastor. <laughs> In fact, you could fail. I don't know what your story is. I don't know what your domino is. But the prayer I wanna make tonight is this. I wanna just give you 30 seconds to hold this domino in your hand and think about the thing that inhibits you from feeling like God can use your story. Whatever that thing is, the pain, the doubt, the thing that you feel like is just, I want you to hold this and think of that thing that is holding you back from realising that God wants to work all things together for good in your life, for those who are called according to His purpose. And you sitting here in Narara Valley Baptist Church at 149 Narara Valley Drive, you are called to belong to Christ. All of the dominoes in the story of Ruth fell at the feet of Jesus to the point where Jesus is born and Jesus lives a life and dominoes fall in the life of Jesus. A, a domino of pain, He's hanging on a cross. He only ever did good and He's hanging on a cross for you and me. And God uses that domino of pain to redeem you and me. And He's risen from the dead, a domino falls again. 
and your story, all of the dominoes can fall and land at the feet of Jesus. That's what I believe. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, no matter what others have done to you, everything happens for a reason. It doesn't mean the things that happen to you, doesn't mean that everything was good. But it happened, the dominoes fell. And the best we can do is hope that all our dominoes lead to Christ. That's what I believe. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what your domino is. Let's just bow our heads and I just want you to think about that thing that might hold you back from believing that God can use your story in His great, great plan of redeeming love. you take our dominoes, all the events of our life, the good and the bad, and would we in faith trust that you were going to work those things for good? In the midst of everything we're going through when we don't understand, would you work those things for good? we trust you with our pain and we have faith even though it makes no sense that everything happens for a reason we have faith that you are in control we let go of our pride when we try to align our dominoes and we embrace humility a humble stance that says I don't understand God I don't understand these dominoes that are falling around me but I trust that you can work them for good, for your glory, even if it's for a thousand generations away, even if it's good that we never get to see. God, would you use our story? In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to take your domino home And I want you to remember that God can use all the things in your life, the good and the bad, to lead you to Him. He can entwine Himself in your story and He can take all your pain and He can turn it to praise. Whether you pass or fail, but if you eat the sour straps and drink the Red Bull, it will give you the best shot.